0: I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never hunger, and whoever believes in me will never thirst. How can we come to the bread of life and not hunger and not thirst? Each and every one of us has our own appetites and desires and draws us to things. Some of us, our appetites and desires draw us towards food. Others to the next latest and greatest fashion. The next latest and greatest shoes, technology, friendship, and many things draw us to them. Whether that's the next latest and greatest shoe, we'll get rid of what we have and pursue and desire the next thing. When the next best shoe comes out again three weeks later, the shoe that we got becomes obsolete. But when we hear today, I am the bread of life, whoever comes to me will never hunger, and whoever believes in me will never thirst, speaks to our own appetites and desires, that those appetites and desires are something that draws us and that are very strong within our life. I was sharing last night with some of our, um, our guardians, do we like coffee? Do you like donuts? When it comes to Lent, how easy is it for us to give up donuts? How easy is it for us to give up coffee? Because then throughout Lent, that, that addiction, that attraction to those appetites continue to drive us further and further away. It continues to drive us because that is what we want in our lives and we can't figure out how to live without it. So how are we living out our spiritual appetite? Because our hearts according to Augustine, our heart is yearning, our heart is restless until it rests in thee. Our heart was created for love to be love and out of love. And those appetites we have are disordered love because we're trying to fill our hearts with something that cannot fulfill that desire. And for that reason, we are hungry, we are thirsty for something more in life. What is that more? What are we then searching for? What are we drawing ourselves towards? We hear today in our gospel reading, I am the bread of life. This doesn't just speak to Jesus himself but the fact that he loved us so unconditionally that 2,000 years ago he didn't want to leave us alone. He didn't want to leave us wandering this world without him. And therefore he gives us the most precious gift that anyone can give to another. He gives us himself in the Eucharist to remain with us to eternity. As I was reflecting on this reading, I was thinking about my grandmother. Last December, this recent December, she passed away suddenly. It was the second week of December, and we're all getting ready for the holidays. And I get a phone call from my my dad, and he says, Grandma just passed. And I'm thinking to myself, you have a really wicked sense of humor. She's healthy. She's always happy and excited. Her mind is still bright and and there. We've just had this beautiful conversation a couple months ago. There's no way she's just passed away. And I begin to hear my father crying on the phone. And I I told him, I'm going to hang up and I'm going to go find her. I'm gonna go drive down and find her. I get rushed, I rush to get dressed, and I'm driving down North Beach as quickly as I can to go see my grandmother. And as I turn into her street, I see PD sitting outside. I run in and hoping that it was not the truth, that she didn't pass. And walk in and was stopped by PD at the door and said, This is a crime scene. I can't let you in. And as they finished their investigation, she just suddenly passed for no reason. And so they estimated that she died about an hour before we all got there, which is interesting because she had a a devotion to the Divine Mercy, which about an hour earlier was 3 o'clock. And she knew that about 315 Both her oldest son and her youngest son would be there. And she didn't want to burden anyone. So she left this world 15 minutes before her her sons could see her. But as I'm thinking and reflecting on this passage, the memory of my deceased grandmother is still something I carry, something I want her to be with me at this moment, to be still physically present with me. Because the memory of her is so powerful within me, everything about her still draws about emotion, still draws the care, the sweet smile she had on her face. But that's a human being that is doing that to me. Imagine the love of our divine divine God who has love for each and every one of us. Imagine what he can do to our hearts and where he's tugging us to live and how to live a more fuller life. Those memories he carried with his disciples were not just meant to be memories for them alone, but for us to then share, to proclaim, to be happy and excited about. But the challenge becomes we don't want to turn back to the Eucharist because the Eucharist is therefore just a symbol, a sign. There's no true love behind it. We don't give ourselves the time to sit and come to experience that love. Because as a child, when your parents said, I love you, how many of us believed our parents actually loved us? Especially when we're just being disciplined? Especially when we've done something wrong and our parents have to scold us or or yell at us or instruct us because we've failed or we've done something bad? It doesn't look like love. We're not experiencing love. But upon deeper reflection, we truly begin to see how they've loved us, why they're doing what they're doing, and how much they've truly sacrificed it all for us. So how much time have we given over to spend with the Lord in the Eucharist to really experience, to understand, to meditate on how much and how grave that love is that God has for each and every one of us? And so I want to challenge you today. We're about to approach the Eucharist and come to receive Jesus' body, blood, soul, and divinity, his gift, his unconditional gift of love to each and every one of us. As we come to receive the Eucharist, we respond with amen. So let us give our full assent, but also this evening following this Mass, let us take some time to get to know God through the Eucharist to ask Jesus through the Eucharist, how do you love me? How am I supposed to experience your love so that we can turn to Jesus because he is the bread of life? He will quench our thirst and fill all our desires, our hunger for him. Amen.